everybody. Welcome back to the Comedy Castle podcast. I'm Joel Fragamani, your host for this week at the Comedy Castle. What's going on? Who's coming in? We'll tell you who's coming in this week. It's headliner Camaro. Got a great interview with Cam coming up. One of my favorite dudes in comedy is Camaro. Not lying. Telling you right now. He's one of my favorites. And you'll you'll hear why in the interview because he's awesome. And uh, a whole slate of shows. We'll get into that. And we'll talk about what happened this past week. Yeah, we had some big shows this past week. I don't always talk about what happened this past week. And it doesn't mean that what happened this past week wasn't fun. But uh, I'm going to get into it today. But let's uh, let's tell you what's coming up. I'm recording this show as I'm speaking to you on Tuesday, August 15th, which means this evening, the Sisterhood Full Moon Energy Tour 2023 is coming. It's the Sinisterhood. OK, I screwed that up. The Sinisterhood. That's right. Now I said Sisterhood, but it's two comedians. Uh Christy Wallace and Heather McKinney. They're comedians who like everything to do with, uh, uh, you know, the occult macabre, it says here in their description of the show. Uh, But their tour comes to the Comedy Castle tonight as I'm speaking and uh, big hit podcast podcasters going live. I know is uh, a thing now. If you have a podcast, you can go live and sell tickets to it. Maybe I should do that for Comedy Castle podcast. Maybe not. Because I'd just be at the Comedy Castle. <laughs> I could, couldn't tour with this show, could I? No. But Sinisterhood is going to be there. I know they've got a whole uh, AV setup that they're doing. So it'll be interactive and fun. So come on out uh, this evening if you're hearing this. Sinisterhood, the podcast live at the Comedy Castle. And then Wednesday, Sam Rose Entertainment presents the Gray Matters Comedy Show. This is a showcase. They've had uh, showcases the last couple of weeks at the show that were, uh, at the club that were awesome. And this Wednesday is no exception on this Gray Matters Comedy Show. It's comics of a certain age. That's who this is. So, you know, this is your over 50s. But, uh, I mean, when you look at the years of experience that these comics have, uh, I don't know, 100 years? More? Probably more. Let's tell you who's on it. Bob Phillips, one of the funniest dudes around. Uh, Connie Ettinger, a lady who has helped me so much in my career. Uh, Connie Ettinger back at the Comedy Castle stage. Uh, The legendary Mike Bonner. Everybody knows Mike Bonner. If you leave Detroit... Uh, and you say to some comedian out of town, oh, I know Mike Bonner. I've seen Mike Bonner. And they'll know who he is, Mike Bonner, going all the way back to Def Comedy Jam. Uh, of course, the great Coco, radio personality, hilarious comedian, a lot of you know Coco, and uh, Norm Stoltz, who uh, I cannot put into words how great Norm Stoltz is. I mean, and I'm not just talking about uh, his act. I'm talking about the dude, the guy offstage. Uh, one of the sweetest, uh, uh, most wonderful guys is Norm Stoltz, and he is returning to be part of Gray Matters. And uh, it's going to be a great show. That uh, is at 7.30 on Wednesday the 16th. And this weekend's headliner, Cam Rowe. Three shows this week with Cam Rowe. That's right. You're probably asking yourself, why three shows? Isn't it five shows? Isn't it four shows? Why is it three shows? Who's the genius that came up with three shows? I'll tell you, Jerry, uh, it's Dream Cruise Weekend. So uh, with all of the traffic and the hustle and bustle, 
out on Woodward and in uh, Royal Oak, we have uh, a fewer uh, shows than normal, but that's okay. You can still get to the club. You just come, maybe you don't come off Woodward. Maybe you come off Campbell, huh? How about that? Use 11 Mile coming from the east side to get there. And if you're coming from the west side, you can take 11 Mile too. That one, uh, you'll just have to wait for the light. It may take you an extra minute or two, but you can get to the Comedy Castle. Give yourself extra time if you're coming. The shows are uh, 7.30 on Thursday the 17th, 7.15 on Friday the 18th, and 7 p.m., a single show on Saturday. Uh, But, yeah, you guys should come out. It's going to be a great show. Uh, Cam Rowe, who you'll meet in a second, is headlining. Uh, uh, Tam White. Uh, the very funny comic who some of you may know from her hip prov comedy shows is our MC and the feature act, Will Green. So really good acts this weekend uh, with Cam. Uh, you know, uh, here's the thing about Cam. You're going to hear it in the interview. Nicest dude in the world. You just want to root for the guy. He started in my comedy class. We'll go through everything with Cam. You're going to love that interview. But let's tell you what happened last week. We had an eventful uh, week last week because Jay Chris Newberg was in town, who's always uh, always a, a real uh, hoot, a, a thrill to have Chris at the club because he is uh, you know known from America's Got Talent, The Tonight Show, and, of course, started doing comedy in Detroit. And uh, whenever he comes to town, he's got a loyal group of people that come to see him. And uh, with all of his songs that he does at the end of the show, uh, he kind of turns it into a rock concert. A lot of fun with Chris. Uh, I know he had to do the show. Now, listen. Not our fault. If you came to the Chris Newberg show, I believe it was the Friday show and his guitar was not working. (laughs) That was a little technical uh, mix up that that he made, really. Didn't show up in time for the line check, but still. <laughs> so what he did, uh, so, so you know, you, you're talking into the microphone, as you can imagine, strumming the guitar, but his guitar is not going through the PA. And, you know, for the first couple rows of people, that's okay that the guitar is not going through the PA, right? You know, they can hear it, but the people in the back can't really, doesn't really travel. It's such a big room at the Comedy Castle, the whole thing. So he lowers the mic. And and we're running around, myself, Bill Lodge, we're running around trying to figure out why his, his guitar's not working. And, you know, I don't know, he brought the gear to, to make the guitar work. Everything looks good on our end. So he lowers the microphone to let people hear the guitar through the PA, and then he starts singing and shouting loudly <laughs> into the mic, or off mic, just so everyone can hear him off mic. And that worked for a while. And then when he really wanted people to hear him, he would get on his knees (laughs) and be on his knees talking into the microphone, which was at guitar level. It was it was quite a scene. It was quite entertaining. I know it was hard work for him and uh, he got through it and it was a great show. And of course, by Saturday, we had everything cleared up. But uh, yeah, that was funny to see, man. Chris, Chris did a great job. What a trooper. Super fun. And then we had Christopher Titus. On Sunday, who I had never seen live, Christopher Titus, uh, back in uh, the heyday when he had his show, his sitcom on Fox, um, you know, would come in as an annual uh, uh, act every year, sell the place out. And it was just one show. I I don't know if Christopher Titus is touring as much as he used to, but he came in and did one show on a Saturday, completely sold out. Uh, and it was unlike anything I had really ever seen. I had seen comics, 
you know, who talk about their lives. But I mean, he's had some life. Uh, I don't want to ruin anything he said in the show because he's trying. I think uh, that's going to be the new special that that he puts out. But uh, really frank and and, uh, very entertaining stories about his life, which has not been an easy life, both as a child and an adult. (laughs) But uh, Titus came in and just rocked the house. And he did the thing where he he wears a microphone. So he's not holding the mic. It's clipped to his shirt. And that was a little different, too. Interesting to see a guy just talking, you know, just just using, you know, every, you know, getting all of the artifice out of the way of the microphone and just being able to talk and made it uh, much more real and uh, and more relatable. Maybe I don't know. It was it was cool. I'm not saying everybody should clip a mic to your shirt and start talking. Use the microphone. That's what you're doing. Young comics use the mic. (laughs) But for Titus, it worked. It was great. So a uh, fun weekend. And again, Camro this weekend, going to be a great time. Uh, let's go through a couple things before we get into the interview here. Uh, you'll hear about Cam growing up with the son of an NBA legend or collegiate legend played in the NBA. That's how he ended up here in Detroit, right? Uh, his dad was on the Pistons. And uh, how he got to the Michigan comedy scene, which was sort of a, a circuitous route. I think that's the right word, meaning it wasn't a straight line. He was in L.A. He ends up on the story of how he got on TV from being in L.A. is like that story you always hear. And you can't believe it happened to anyone walking down the street and gets picked. It's unbelievable. He'll tell you about that. And uh, he'll just tell you all about uh, what it's like, uh, you know, working his way up to being a headliner at the Comedy Castle. It's quite an achievement for anyone. And uh, I think he's going to kill it this weekend. And uh, I think rather than me telling you how great Cam is, why don't we just turn it over to him? You'll hear us talking. I will let you know. I don't think I I let on in the actual interview. Uh, We did this at 8.30 a.m., this interview. And I'm not a morning guy. (laughs) Cam gets up early. He's got kids. He can do it. I I struggled, but I think it came out well. So let's listen to me talking to Cam Rowe. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's uh got up early, but it's worth it <laughs> to talk to our weekend headliner, the great Cam Rowe. Cam, what's going yes. on? Thank you, Joel, for having me. I'm so <laughs> excited about this weekend. Mark Ridley's is my favorite club. Yeah. I can't wait, man. I'm excited. I know. It's been, uh, I, I can't, you know, I, I know can't, I, I probably, I'm sure I've said this in the intro, which I record later, but um, I mean, you came to me in comedy class. I did. And what I year did. was that? Do you remember what year that was? I, th- I think that was 2016 or 2017. Yeah. And I remember seeing you and I was going, why is this guy in my comedy class? This guy should be <laughs> this guy should be headlining the club. What is he doing in here? But okay. Well, uh, you know what? I I had uh, originally like when I first because I started in in L.A. Mm-hmm. and uh, I started around like like 2012 somewhere around there. And I came back. I moved back to Michigan and I called Mark Ridley's comedy club. I'm like, hey, how can I perform? And they were like, you know, you got to do open mics and stuff like that. So I just said, hey, man, you know what? Why don't I take the class just so I can 
learn some stuff. And honestly, man, that was one of the best decisions that I yeah. made. It, wow. Your class was awesome, man. Honestly. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank you. But I mean, it was so rare for me to get a guy who's like, oh, this guy's got it, you know, and, yeah. uh, and it's like, all right, he wants my help. What can I do? I guess we'll just encourage him and see where that goes <laughs> and tell him he's and good. That you did. That well, you did. Sometimes people need that. They just need to know that they're doing the right thing because, you know, if you don't have experience, maybe you don't know enough on, on your own. But um, yeah, Cam came into comedy class and was like so funny. And I was like, uh, what do I tell this guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, I saw, you know, you guys had Titus. Yeah. Um, I think it was last week or mm -hmm. so. When yeah. I first started doing comedy, it's probably like the, one of the first sets I ever did. Um, Titus actually pulled me to the side and said, hey, man, you have something special. You oh, need to wow. keep doing it and keep working. So that's, that's uh, you know, crazy full circle that he's headlining and I'm headlining this weekend. Yeah. So I, that's awesome. Yeah, Titus was great. I would have, if I would have known that story, I would have pointed that out to him. I'm not sure if he was aware of it, but uh, oh yeah, he's great. Man. Yeah, he was great. He did a, he did an awesome job this weekend. It was fun show. One show sold out, unbelievable. So that's awesome. Yeah, he's great. Um, but this weekend coming up, you know, headlining the Comedy Castle is always uh, a big milestone in comedians' career. Some never get there, but it's always a goal. Yeah, and. You know, especially in Michigan, where it's very competitive, so many comedians and, and really good comedians that not everybody can play the comedy castle. Not everyone can headline the comedy castle. Um, and and so this is just uh, I mean, this is something that I think every comedian that does it remembers it. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, it's so much talent in Michigan. There's so many funny, talented comedians. So the fact that I even got an opportunity to to headline or you know even just you know get booked at Mark Ridley's that's an accomplishment. <laughs> but to be able to be able to headline is is so awesome. I, I'm just so appreciative, and I was you know I could you know I was so happy when I got the the email from Mark, and uh, it was just great. Bill well, Bouchard, he said check your email, and then Mark <laughs> said hey man, we got you headlining. I said oh man I can't uh, wait. That's <laughs> that's cool, man. Cause I I I remember. I don't remember necessarily, but I remember talking to Bill Bouchard about you. Yeah. Right when you, you were in the class and I said, I got this guy, Cam Rowe. And he goes, I don't know him, you know, because Bill is like, you know, he wants you to take the beginner class, you know, <laughs> and I always go, <laughs> I always say you can take the advanced comedy class if you have enough experience, you know, and I go, I got this guy, Cam Rowe, you should be headlining here. And he's like, well, what is that? And he goes, really? He's, I've never heard of him. And I go, well, he's, he's, he did it in LA. He's back here. Now he's going to be really good and he's humble and stuff. And I think that's the thing that has helped you He's seeing it, not just being funny on stage, but you got a great attitude off stage, which not everybody Thank does. You, Thank you, man. Yeah, I know. I'm a, I'm a gentle giant, six foot nine. I'm probably the <laughs> nicest six foot nine person you've ever met. <laughs> I, I can't imagine you angry and I wouldn't want to be around if you were. <laughs> I don't, you know what I like even like me and my wife we'll get in the argument and I'll forget what we were arguing about and yeah. I just you know I'm just Mr. Nice Guy again but you know I I rarely get mad. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, like I said, but that you know when you when you talk about comedy, it's such a benefit to be a nice guy and, and to be somebody yeah. that is easy to work with and people want to have around. I mean. We had a guy at the club not that long ago. This guy was a big pain in the ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, no, there's, yeah. I mean, he ain't you know, that's just back. me. I'm not, you know, I'm just, that's just, I've always been that way. I've just always been, you know, because I just figured, I don't know, it's just, 
easier to be nice. And that's just yeah. my personality, you know? Yeah. I mean, and it's so frustrating. I mean, you're, uh, you know, comedy and even uh, we want to talk about sports here for a minute. But I mean, that's another place where it's so competitive. And, you know, you yeah. grew up and you, you'll hear Cam uh, this weekend talk about his dad, uh, the NBA all star and everything. And, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah, tell everybody a little bit about that. You don't have to do the whole show here, but. Uh, oh, no, 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 no. So, yeah, no, no, no. My father, uh, Curtis Rowe, he played in he played in the NBA, he played for. Uh, Played for Coach Witten at UCLA, and uh, they won three national championships. And then he got drafted to the Detroit Pistons, and you know he was a you know he was a a big major star. And and you know me being taller than him by two inches, he's six seven, I'm six <laughs> okay. nine. You know they were they had big you know high hopes and dreams for me. But you know I worked I worked at Coney Island. Uh, so <laughs> all right. <laughs> but what did you? Uh, I don't I don't know this the answer to this question. But how much sports did you do? Like where did you? What level did you get to? And what sports did you play? So I actually did. So I I mean okay I, I played uh, I did play college basketball. I played at Seattle University. Okay. Which uh, you know, but you know when you're six nine and the son of an NBA All Star. <laughs> It's not it's not hard to get recruited, right? right like, okay, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play a whole lot. Right. I did. You know, it was a good experience, but that was like they were just doing my dad a favor. Oh, okay. Well, hey, I mean, that's a great opportunity to do. No one very few people can say they played college basketball. You that's know? right. I mean, that's that's right. At least I can say I played. And then I played I played for Southfield Lathrop. I played uh varsity basketball there. So nice. Good. You know, it was fun. It yeah. was fun. Yeah, but nothing like my dad. Nothing like him. <laughs> so at some point, and again, you make you make some really, I think, some of your funniest jokes about, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, trying to thinking that maybe uh, sports is going to happen for you, and it doesn't. Uh, I yeah. love that part of your acting, and I I don't want you to do the whole show, but uh, no, no, no. I no, mean, no, you make no. light of it in a way that's just it's killer, man. I love it. Um, Thank you, man. But at some point, you do have to figure out. Okay, sports isn't going to be my thing. You right. know, what exactly. am I going to do? So where, where, where did show business fall into that? So, I, so the thing is, I've always wanted to do show business. I used to, you know, do plays and stuff as a kid. And, um, but I was playing sports, but I think I was just really just, you know, just playing sports because my friends were playing it, but I, I just, I loved acting. And then, um, when I was real young, I wanted to be a Cosby kid. I used to watch the Cosby <laughs> okay. show all the time. And then I studied Bill's career. I'm like, oh, Bill is a comedian. This show is yeah. based off of his stand-up. And same thing with Seinfeld and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, man, I want to do that. So I got interested in in comedy. And I was watching everybody, George Carlin, yeah. Eddie Murphy, you know, everybody. So I was like, wow. But I didn't do it. Um, so I was like in my, you know, like early 30s because yeah. I was just like, I was kind of just scared to do it, <laughs> you know. But uh, I'm so glad I did. man. So it's one of the best things. I mean, it is. To me, you know, the best thing career-wise yeah. that I've ever decided to do, and I I can't wait for this weekend. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's gonna get a chance to see you, and I know you're uh, you're you're headlining shows uh, at other venues. I see you going around uh, the state and these kind of places, the restaurants, the wineries, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and how's that working out for you? Because that's such a different world than the clubs. You know, I the know, one night. I know. Yeah. Yeah, you know, sometimes you have the one night they got the televisions on and, mm -hmm. you know, they're not paying attention. But it really, it really helps you because if you can get a, their attention, you know, when you're in the club, you're going to be even that much better. Right. You know, so especially in Detroit, they have a lot of uh, <laughs> interesting places to oh, perform. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. you know, it gets you it gets you ready 
for it just gets your chops up. I think it's I think it's good. You know, like for me starting in LA mm-hmm. and then coming back here, it was different yeah. at first when it comes to that. So yeah, I'm excited. Good. Um now uh I also know that you have a background in reality television. <laughs> Which yeah. uh, you got to tell people about this because this is this is something else. You go ahead. You take it from here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, when I, honestly, I was walking down the street on Hollywood Boulevard and this guy asked me to be his security guard. And I said, no, man, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm a big dude. I don't fight. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, no. I'm a big teddy bear. He said, no, no I want you to be on, on my TV show. Wow. So I was only supposed to do one episode on the show called Storage Hunters on True TV. And they kept me on for three seasons. Wow. So I did that. Yeah. And this was like when I first started doing comedy. So uh, the guy on the show, his name is Sean Kelly. He was like the creator of the show. Mm-hmm. And uh, he actually was a stand-up comedian. So he uh. would take me on the road with him. And um, that blossomed. Like we went to Europe to perform and uh, it was really popular overseas. So yeah, we were doing comedy all over the place. Yeah. Cause you've told me this story and storage hunters was, basically sort of a, a knockoff of the show storage wars which was a bit yeah. in here yeah and, and yeah, yeah yeah storage hunters i i know i've seen the show and i can't remember you know you being on it or anything it, it didn't really make an impact on me but i i believe that the show was such a hit like in territories that didn't get storage wars where like storage hunters is the real show. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not so, considered so, a ripoff <laughs> other places. Right? right. Yeah. So I think, so I think the story is, I think Sean, the guy and, and some other guy, they created storage wars, but then the guy stole the idea and then got on A and E oh. and then storage hunters got on true TV. Yeah. And you know, whoever's on the show first, especially on A and E, I mean, that's going to be, that's a lot different yeah, from, yeah. from uh, true TV. So, you know, so we, we, we were on the bootleg version of, of storage <laughs> wars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's cool, though, man. Even being on that is, uh, you know, we got hardcore pawn here in Detroit. That's kind of a bootleg of Pawn Stars. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know what? And I, I kind of talked about this a little bit. Seth was um, the son. Seth, we were in kindergarten together. He's, oh, he's really? A good friend of mine. Yeah, he was a good oh, friend of mine. Look at that. Well, yeah. Have yeah, him yeah. come out this weekend. <laughs> I, I know. <laughs> I know. I should. I should. Seth Gold, man. That's my boy. You know, I'm going to tell you a little uh, and with your reality TV background, uh, I was booked to do uh, hardcore pawn. Were you? Yes. And I was going to pawn. I had a human skull. This was my this was my <laughs> thing. What it is, is like for reality TV, they use um, like independent producers, meaning like you're just a guy. Right. And you want to bring somehow you got to make a connection to whoever is the real producer of the television show. But they're so starved for ideas on shows like that. They want, you know, all of those people that come like into those pawn shows. They know who they are in advance. They've been booked. You've gone through hoops. You've done telephone uh, interviews and that kind of stuff and sent in pictures of your items. So they know who you are. So I was coming in with some human skull that I found. It was not a real skull, okay? Oh, right, right. <laughs> it was it was actually purchased at Noir Leather uh, of all places and in Royal Oak. So it all comes full circle. But it was like I, I forget the story behind it. But this producer guy that I knew from doing comedy, you know, for so if he got me on this show, and he had bought, he was the one who bought the skull. He said, uh, you know, he gets money if I get booked. Okay. Yeah. 
So I literally was booked to do the show, and I went to a taping of Hardcore Pawn at the pawn shop in Southfield there. I guess it's in Detroit, right across from Southfield. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And, yeah, right um, and I was literally waiting. I mean, there were walkie-talkies. I was the next guy to go up and present my item for Pawn, right? Yeah. And somehow the producer said, uh, we can't put that on the show. It's illegal. It's human remains. <laughs> you know and and they paid me and i and you know the guy that was booking me he ended up having to pay me anyway for just showing up and doing the show but i was literally next up to be on the show and then they sent me home oh my god i know that's how those shows are man like you never know yeah one minute you'll be on like we were kicked off after after three years and like they didn't they didn't tell us they you know it was just canceled the next day we're like oh man yeah yeah but that was cool and i know you got to tour uh you know, the the whole bunch of you guys went out on the road and did some big venues in the UK. I know that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So the cast from storage. So it was me, uh, Sean Kelly. Sean is uh, the guy that got me on the show. He, who created storage hunters and then um, comedian Kool-Aid, his little brother, uh, Terrell Wright. Okay. Who still lives in California. He's a very funny comedian too. Really? He came with us. Oh yeah. He's hilarious. I didn't man. know Kool-Aid had a brother that did comedy. Yes. Yes. Terrell, man. Terrell is really? extremely funny. So, I, I was, and I think that's what helped me out too, because I was brand new to comedy and they were veterans. Mm-hmm. And I, I learned a lot from them too, you know, because they, they would take me all the time with them. And uh, we would travel together and just, just have a great time all the time. Nice. Yeah, that's got to be fun, man. Just doing oh, those kind of, you know, I mean, going from, uh, you know, some theater, some beautiful theater to, you know, some of these Michigan one nighters. Right. <laughs> you know, you got to be <laughs> humble. <laughs> I know, man, performing in London, you know, and then and then coming yeah. back and doing it, you know, but comedy is comedy, you know, it's like, right. uh, I love it so much. I, it really doesn't even matter to me, honestly. I just, I just have fun up there. That's one thing that, um, you know, I don't take for granted when I'm on stage. Yeah. I want to have fun. Right. Well, how's your family reacted to all of this success? I mean, it's oh, got to be they, different for them, right? I know. I know, man. They can't believe it, man. Cause it, you know, uh, my wife, you know, cause I, you know, starting in LA, you get like, two minute spots, five yeah. minute spots here. And I wanted to stay in LA, you know, cause I was mm-hmm. on TV before, yeah. and, but I got so much better as a comedian out here because they give you so much more time. Right. You know, the first time they say do 20 minutes, I'm like, well, I got like seven or eight, you know, cause yeah. LA, is like, you know, you start there. So, uh, I really developed as a comedian here and, mm-hmm. um, it, it's just been amazing. You know, like the Michigan comedy scene to me, if for newer comedians, and then comedians starting out and gradually development is way better yeah. than uh, Los Angeles, you know? Yeah, that's what they say. They say, you know, you come out, you, you know, you can go up, you know, 10 times a week doing open mic in, in Detroit, you know? Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you might only play to 15 people at those 10 shows uh, <laughs> combined, but uh, you do it. I know. And then, you know, L.A., you might go out to the comedy store. You're getting ready to go on. And then Dave Chappelle walks in. And you got to, <laughs> you know, you got to wait for him. And yeah. then, you know, Kevin Hart might walk in. And you're oh. like, oh, man, these guys are great. But I want to get on stage, too. You know? Yeah. Well, that's now. How, what was the reaction to you being from Detroit? Did that help you in any way? Did Was that a, a thing that people uh, thought was cool or helped you in some way? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, you know, so yeah, I, so anytime I'm out of town, I, I like to say I'm from Detroit, but then 
some of the Detroit comedians like, man, you're from Southfield. That's uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's the Jewish community. You you not you not from Detroit. Detroit. So I was like, man, you know. So, um, but no, it it did help. You know, just being out of town because people don't know the yeah, suburb. Well, you know, sure, yeah, you say city. Detroit, but yeah, 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 exactly. But no, that helped, and I think also, uh, you know, being on Storage Hunters helped. And the one thing about our Storage Hunters crew, we had a comedy club at a Hooters that we would do on Hollywood Boulevard. Okay. And we would perform um, six shows a week. Really? Uh, every week. Yeah. And so we would, it was a free show. We would just get people to come in and we would get people from all over the world. And, and I think that's what helped me out too. Is really? Just, you know, being able to perform for everyone. Yeah. Um, and I, I did that for about three or four years, uh, every, every week, six shows. So, you know, for a new comedian, yeah, that was that was a lot of that was a lot of good stage time, too. Yeah, that's the thing. I think if, uh, you know, a lot of comedians listen to the show, try to give them advice is one thing I'll tell them is find a place you can get up yep. as much as you can. And that's convenient for you. And that means, you know, what's close to your house? What is a thing that's, uh, you know, going to be? Well, I can just go there. You know, for me, I had Club Bart in Ferndale when I was starting out, which kind of eventually morphed into what the new way bar is today. Yep. And you just go and you're like, I can get up. It's not the greatest place in the world, but I can get up. I can get up whenever I want um, and I'll get better just by the repetition of doing it. Yep. Yep. And and people maybe don't get that. Uh, who? No, 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 no. Especially yeah. in L.A. You know, like, I, I was fortunate to have people that kind of took me under the wing and, and helped me get spots. But when you start in L.A., it, it's hard. It's hard. But, yeah, coming out here or coming to Michigan. There's so many other spots that you can. I mean, there's spots all over the state of Michigan yeah. to perform. So I, I think I saw you performing on Mackinac Island. Am I right about that? Yes. Oh my gosh, that was what's that like? Show. Tell me. So, oh, that was great. So that so I did that, and I I took my wife and my kids with me, and you know they met us. You know we took the ferry over there. They met mm -hmm. us off of, off of the boat, and they just treated us with like top notch really uh super first class yeah they were uh basically all the food was free so you know i was loving that <laughs> and the, <laughs> and they were just great you know they were like oh you're the comedian performing and uh yeah i looked i looked big time in front of uh my wife and kids and so it, that was that was it, fun <laughs> and is that the is that the the hotel there is that the big hotel yeah so we stayed we stayed in the grand hotel oh um God. that was uh you know totally covered and that, yeah, I mean, that's one of I mean, the best hotels i've stayed in that's and that's, it was just, that's more than the gig pays i'm sure no, <laughs> right i mean I'm right. Not no, you're right yeah. you're right you're right and i mean and they were just great and that was my first time uh on Mackinac island honestly oh really okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so i i mean all yeah. my friends used to go but i, I never went so that's my first time right. there I, I loved it they got fudge up there it's good i know oh my god that was <laughs> Yeah, I gotta go back. I haven't been since I was a kid. I should go back. I don't know. Oh, it's beautiful, man. Maybe I can I... get that gig. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, <laughs> oh man, it's one of the best. It is definitely. Yeah, I don't know. My dick jokes in the Grand Hotel. I, I think I'd ruin it. <laughs> I think the I think the the bookings would go way down if I was there. I don't know what they do. They'd put me on the boat and send me back. <laughs> I don't know. So classy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I remember. I remember playing in a in a Hilton once. Like a Hilton yeah. hotel had comedy. It was in Florida, and they let me yeah. go. I went and did it, and, I, and it was like, and you know, the Booker they always put in 
like if you got a free meal or not, you know, like as part of the show. <laughs> and so they're like, you know, you go to this Hilton and there's dinner. So I go into this Hilton, you know, like before the show and go to the restaurant and it, it's like fine dining. And, I, you know, oh. I'm like a road comic, you know. <laughs> what am i doing doing fine dining in a hilton you know <laughs> and it was like i'll take the chicken tenders and uh, you know it was a terror it was i felt so out of place yeah i know it's just it's so many so many gigs are different and it's yeah. just uh but that's i think what makes comedy so great you yeah. know there's different type of rooms there's and it, it just gets you prepared for you know for stuff like this to, to be able to headline you know we've I've seen all types of different rooms and um, been in all types of different atmospheres. So I know how to react to different things. I think, I think that really, really helped me out as a comedian too. Yeah. Cause at the end of the day, it's still people, it's just people laughing and, and you go, yeah. okay, what's the difference? But you know, sometimes you can't get over that. You know, you go to these uh, country club gigs. I would do a bunch of those when I was on the road and it'd be <laughs> yeah. like, uh, what do I, what do I say to how do these people relate to me? And then you go, well, you know, it works because you're different sometimes, you know, you're not yeah. the person yeah. who's necessarily hanging out at the Hilton or at the country club. And they like yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, they do. I think what's funny with me is I used to go to country clubs with my dad when I was a kid, okay. too. you know, yeah. so, I, so I would just tell them, like, hey, look, this is my first time at a country club. I know you guys are probably thinking <laughs> that, but I've been there. <laughs> I've been there a million times, man, yeah. you know, so just for them, I think for me to be able to, to relate. To the audience like that i just try to find something yeah to have that commonality I, I focus on commonality i think because we're you know we're more alike than we are different yeah well you talk a lot about family and and yeah. uh you know family kids all that stuff people can relate to uh yeah. and, and it can really help you you know find an audience in a way that um you know a lot of a lot of young guys you know I, you said you started in your 30s i think that's good yeah, I think then you're a person. You're a real full. You know, you got you've had life experience that you can yes. put into the material. Exactly. You exactly. Know? I think that was probably the best thing because you know when you're young, it's yeah. just you know you don't know you're just saying any type of thing. But yeah, yeah like once you've lived and you had experiences, you can and then you learn how to write a joke. Yeah, you can use that in in your material. And then the cool thing is anything that anything bad that happens in your life, you can turn that and make it funny and put it in your put it in your yeah. act at least. Yeah, <laughs> so, I was. Uh, yeah, young guys, when I'm teaching that comedy class and these guys are 24-year-old single dudes come in and it's like jokes about Tinder, it's jokes about the Taco <laughs> Bell drive through it's just like, man, these guys have no life, you know, they've done, there's nothing about, you know, uh, uh, relationships and family and, you know, uh, yeah. you know, it's another thing you see older comics as, as I, you know, get older and, you know, talk about you know, guys will talk about their prostate exams and the crowd goes crazy because everybody, every dude in there that's over 50 is at his prostate exam and or, you know, colonoscopies and everyone's, you know, people can relate I know, to I that, that man. I'm, I'm, I'm 42 and I'm like, dang, I would get one soon. But hopefully. <laughs> well, look, dude, I, I had my health stuff this year, which uh, I think I'm pretty much over at this point, thankfully. But, yeah. uh, you know, I was sick and I'm like, man, is it, you know, I guess I should turn this into material for the stage, but I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not sure what the well, angle no, I mean, is it's on all, that. You know, you gotta. Um, it's always good to, you know, to to say real stuff. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. If you find something that you can use, I always try to use that. Yeah, that's no matter good. what. Yeah, I mean, you know? and, and then to go a thing that you've also had to do is to make that 
you know, have enough material to be the headliner. You always yeah. funny. And, and maybe that was the thing when you came to me and came to the class that it wasn't, you know, 45 minutes or an hour of stuff. Right. Exactly. What's, what's that process been like for you? So, yeah. So that process is just, and that's one thing I learned from you is, you know, you have your routine, keep perfecting your routine, and then you can add more to it as you, as you go along. And that's mm-hmm. um, probably the biggest thing I've learned doing your class. So, you know, um, you have jokes that you perfect. You don't throw them away, you know, unless mm-hmm. you've you know, been on Netflix or something like that. Yeah. But you keep perfecting it, and then you just add on to it. Even the same um, a story that you have, yeah. you can add on to that yeah. story. And then, you know, before you know it, you have 45, 50 minutes, an hour yeah. that you can do. Well, and, you know, you keep perfecting that. When they're laughing, that takes time. I always tell my students that, like, yeah. you're going to be yeah. playing in front of bigger audiences, and they're going to laugh, and you got to pause. Yep. Let that yep. laughter come. Yep. Let- yep. That's uh, that's a big thing that I learned, too, is yeah. just taking that pause and, and being confident in the pause. You know, sometimes it might take them a second or two mm-hmm. to start laughing, but then they do, and it's just like, okay, I'm glad I paused right here. Yeah. You know, so learning all that stuff. And now I'm just like, oh, man, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> well, no pressure, but this is the weekend. All right. This is, this yeah. is you got to I'm going to be your comedy coach for like another couple days here. Just kind of that's right. <laughs> kind of, you know, listen, you don't need my help at this point. You're yeah, I'll, I'm learning from you. Oh, man. Thank you. I'm man. learning thank from you because you're doing it. I'm 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 hosting a podcast and you're the headliner. So uh, but honestly, uh, man, I've. I did learn so much in your class. Like, like your class is one of the, I think anybody who was in the area, uh, they should take your class for sure. For sure. Cause right. I learned a lot. I got a lot out of it. And I think what I'm, I'm the first one to, to headline your class. Yes, too, right? Like absolutely. You are the first yeah. student to headline at That's the right, club. We got to put that out there. I gotta, you, know. <laughs> you got to, <laughs> but it, I mean, it shows that you can uh, go from one place to another place. Yeah. And, and for absolutely. me as a teacher, I did not know that that was even going to be possible. Yeah, I figure as one day one of these guys will headline, but I could be dead in the ground at that point. And sure enough, here comes Cam Rowe. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Well, that's nice that you say all that stuff. And uh, I'll make sure to have the check for you this weekend. Uh, (laughs) I'll cut this out of the podcast, Cam. No one needs to know (laughs) that you have no integrity and you'll say whatever I pay you to say. But, you know, it's great. That's right. Yeah, no one will ever hear this. I'll make sure that I'm making a note to cut this out. So uh, (laughs) anyway, man, I'm so excited for you. It's going to be a great weekend at the Comedy Castle. And uh, I mean, I'm so pleased. You know, I'm some people when I, you know, you you try to to you want as a human being to be happy for the success of others. And there's really not a person that I could say I'm happier for than you. No one that deserves it more than you. So. Uh, Thank you so much. Uh, everybody, come on out and see Cam this weekend. It's going to be a great time. So Yes, come on out. Come on out, guys. It's going to be great. We're going to have a lot of fun. And uh, you you will go home happy, I promise Absolutely, you. man. Hey, Cam, <laughs> thanks so much for talking to us. Uh, we'll see you this weekend, all right? Anytime, Joe. All Thank right, you, All right, Cam. Man. Later, man. Uh, all right. Bye-bye. <laughs> I think I did all right for 8.30 a.m. Of course, Cam, I've known Cam for years, so we get along great. Easy conversation, so funny. Um, had a little rock star energy drink in me <laughs> this morning to get through this show, but uh, we did it. I hope you guys loved it, and I hope you come out and see Cam or Gray Matters or Sinisterhood this week. Uh, we got great shows every week for you at Comedy Castle, so make sure to head over to ComedyCastle.com 
and uh, check out who's coming and get your tickets in advance. We do sell out. We do. We do sell a lot of these shows out. So please uh, get your tickets in advance. Pick your own seat. That's another great advantage you got to by getting your tickets in advance. You pick where you sit instead of me telling you where to sit when you get there. No one likes that. <laughs> I try to give people the best seats. That's our job. Some people don't think that. And I uh, also got to thank Cam for plugging uh, my comedy class, the advanced comedy class uh, that he did when he returned to Detroit and was getting back into comedy. And uh, thanks for the nice words about that. Uh, always looking for students for the advanced comedy class. So if you've got a little comedy experience or you've done the beginner class at the club, Sign up for the advanced comedy class. The next one is starting September 16th. Call the club at 248-542-9900 to be a part of the advanced comedy class. If you have no comedy experience, you can take the stand-up comedy 101 class with Bill Bouchard. He'll get you started in comedy. He does a great job. Again, same phone number for that, 248-542-9900. And uh, let's just thank everybody for listening. I mean, you guys... Uh, and coming out and supporting the shows, uh, telling me that you've enjoyed my interviews, that means a lot. And uh, just thanks for listening. We'll keep it going. Comedy Castle, this weekend, Dream Cruise. Come on out. See Camro. You won't regret it. Trust me. Trust me, it's great. All right? Catch you next time. <laughs>